0: this is jeffrey benson and this is episode 139 this is game club part two for silent hill 2 and it is now after halloween
1: which makes this whole topic just a little too late we dropped a little bit
0: we we dropped the ball but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna toss this deflated ball around a little bit and see what comes out of it so i'm here with charlie and ben
2: Guys, how was your Halloween? Mine was okay. I released a, a spooky Halloween EP under my space boyfriend moniker. It's called Never Get Spooked, Always Get Spooked, and I'm pretty <laughs> proud of it. It's great. Are we going to hear that? Uh, yeah, I could pop in a track. It's, it's pretty you? fitting.
0: Cool. Charlie, what about you? What did you do on Halloween?
1: I, um, I, I finished up Silent Hill, and then I, I worked until 5 in the morning. Sounds great.
0: Yeah. Sounds it's like a day in the life of Charlie. I went and saw uh, The Master a second time. And I recommend people go see that. If you like movies, go see The Master. If you if you like entertaining movies for, for the heck of it, I don't know if you'll enjoy it, but it's uh I think it's good. Did you guys go see The Master? Or do you have any plans to go see it? Uh um, I, I hadn't even heard of it. So. You're kidding me. Really? I, I don't know. Nothing I don't know beans about movies, man. Beans about movies. Well, it's it's a, it's a movie starring uh, Joaquin Phoenix and Philip Seymour Hoffman. The background of it is loosely based on Scientology and its conception. But it's mostly about just two men and uh, the nature
1: of, of man, I guess. Speaking mm. of movies, there there was a recent piece of news that should maybe be at least mentioned. Disney bought Lucasfilm. That's right! That is a thing. What do you guys think of that? Actually, I, I like most Disney movies, mm-hmm. so that's cool. Like, I think they, it'll be alright, and it's not
2: as if, like, the Star Wars franchise can really be pooped on anymore. Like, the seventh movie they're making can't be that bad in comparison, so the well, I seventh think we're fine. and
0: the exponential number they're after. Because I think they say yeah. they're going to be releasing one every two to three years. Yeah,
1: yeah, we'll see how that works. I think
0: one of the big advantages to Disney owning Lucasfilm in general is that all the things that people disliked about the newer movies, they can now blame that on Disney. <laughs> At least... At least now Lucas is not the bad guy.
1: He kind of... He kind of <laughs> well, it depends. If it, if it comes out being at least okay or better, then Lucas is definitely going to be the bad guy because he was the one who brought it down in the first place. Yeah. So it, it depends I mean, on how it turns out. You someone else there. to save it.
0: I think he's still going to be involved with all the projects. I think he's like a, a creative supervisor or something. He's, uh, he's supervising the projects. He's,
1: uh, he's an advisor. He's a creative right. advisor. So right. they'll listen to him. I- I'm hoping that this the- they'll listen to him and take it with a grain of salt. Honestly, yeah. that, that's, that's all Lucas needs
2: to be. Because that's yeah. all he ever was for the original series anyway. Like, he didn't direct the,
1: the first three films,
2: right? He directed the
1: first yeah, one. Yeah, he directed the first one. Oh, okay. Yeah. But he still had a lot of people around that were, uh, yeah, where he had to deal with a lot of limitations in the first place, so it still worked yeah. out okay. And yeah, my impression yeah. was that with the, the, the prequels, like, he was
2: in more control than he was for the first three films. Yeah, exactly.
0: And hopefully, we'll see an American Graffiti 2, 3, 4, and 5. One released every two to three years as well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, and, uh, new Grim Fandango games.
0: Speaking of games. I didn't actually get to beat Silent Hill. I watched a playthrough.
3: You. I know.
0: I know.
1: Jeffrey. Well,
0: I was out of town and, you know. Let's
1: be honest. We we got into the apartment and you went up the stairs and then you went back down the stairs and then I took the controller back.
2: (laughs) I got the experience. I I can walk downstairs. This is a video game. The whole game was
0: about walking up and down stairs, so I don't know what you're talking about. The
1: stairs are some of the best (laughs) parts. Those are where, you know, I always felt safe in a stairwell. That's 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 true, except for
2: that one near the end.
0: Except for the one stairwell that you're you're trying to get Pyramid Head to
1: run down. Well, that's you know, I didn't even recognize that as a stairwell until the water went away. So I don't even think that counts. Yeah, hidden stairs. I was referring more so now. to the
2: staircase that was on fire with all the creepy little yeah, but you, d- leaves oh, yeah. tied to the wall. But Yeah. There was a
1: cutscene in that place, so
2: You got, you got to walk into that fire later, and I did, so I don't know about you guys.
0: Well, I got to play it vicariously through through a playthrough, so I really had no sense of agency here. I was just watching it. But as Charlie mentioned, and he totally exposed me, I wasn't really playing it much anyway in the first place. So I guess it was all the same.
2: <laughs> same as it ever was.
0: Same as it ever was. But, Ben, did you get to play the regular version or the HD version? I, I okay.
2: got to play a little bit while I was in New York. Luckily, stuck there. Well, not, well that was a weird sentence structure. I got to luckily play some of it while I was unfortunately stuck in New York. Um, Just for a little while, though, I got to see exactly how bad the HD versions are just from, like, two seconds of gameplay. And, God, the HD version's bad. And that's the version I played. That's the version I beat and will never play again.
0: All right. (laughs) (laughs) I did check out the HD version. You're right. It is pretty annoying to hear these little clicking noises.
2: Oh, God, it's so bad. I was my jaw was on the floor when I heard what it actually was supposed to sound like. I'm like, w- are you kidding
1: me? So obviously you finished the hospital then, Ben. I did. So, so we should, we should reach yeah, back Yeah, a little bit, just so you can catch us up on, on your experiences there. How how did you fare with the uh, whole Maria situation?
2: I kind of fist pumped a little
1: bit um,
2: <laughs> to clarify. I mean, we're, we're past spoiler territory right, right. since this is episode two. Uh, you're, you make your way down to like the bottom of the hospital, and Maria's suddenly there, just screaming at you. Why did you leave me, Break! Why would you leave her in the first place?
0: I mean, that's what my big question was. But I'm not James, I guess. I'm not a big idiot. She,
2: she wanted to sleep, and when you went back to that room, you were in a parallel universe, I guess, where yeah, she wasn't not your there. Fault. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's not your fault. Parallel universes happen. Come on. Yeah, she then gets killed by Pyramid Head, and. James has a hard time with it. Me? I was okay with it. Like uh, the game the game deliberately makes you dislike Maria. At least if you're taking the approach of like liking Mary, James's uh late wife. Right. So I, I, I basically hated Maria and wanted nothing to do with her. I played that differently to how I guess James was feeling about her. And that did create, like, a little weird disconnect when, like, he was very busted up about her
1: dying. Even if he was generally uncomfortable with her as a person, she was still a companion and, like, one of the few that he's that's had true. in this whole place. And right. she was with him when she got killed. That, that Right is in true. front of him.
2: That, yeah, yeah. That,
0: That'll really I, mess I, a person up to see, you know, somebody who looks exactly like your late wife just get
2: killed in front of you. That, okay, yeah, that's right. That's true. You got me. <laughs> <laughs> But I guess the thing for me was, like, I knew going in that these people weren't necessarily real. And I had a hard time putting myself in James' perspective. So the whole time I was, like, like, just thinking about what this entailed rather than
1: becoming one with the character. Yeah, it's useful so. for getting less spooked, for sure. <laughs> if you can detach was- yourself, which was alright for me. But uh, to get the full experience, perhaps not the best mindset.
2: Yeah, I was I wasn't overall very spooked by this game. Really, I didn't, I didn't find much scary about it. It made me think about things that made me uncomfortable. And we're talking when we find Eddie again, and he talks about like killing people. He it, killed a dog. He killed a dog. It, it just made me think about things that made me feel icky. And I don't know, I I liked that. Like, I didn't like thinking about them, and I still feel weird about it. But like, I don't know, it was good that it the game made me. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the, game made,
2: a, the game made me do it! <laughs>
0: and it can make you feel uncomfortable, but you still enjoy it. I think that's definitely a, a merit of, of any piece of art, especially yeah. in a game.
1: It, but yeah. It actually makes me think of the uh, recent Extra Credits episode where they talk about the three different types of uh, horror game protagonists. Now they have the, the one that succeeds against the horror, the one that the horror prevails in the end, and the one where the horror was inside you all along, and I think that the th- the third uh, one is what this one was. All uh, yeah, the the horror ends up being not so much all the things around you, which although they are, you know, they're monsters and stuff, and it's an uncomfortable place to be. By this point, I was pretty okay with Silent Hill. I, I was comfortable to run around, mm-hmm. even though I didn't really like it. But the, yeah. the the horror aspect came more from the people that you met. The less horrific looking. Parts were the scariest ones, it felt. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So what happens after the hospital? Well, you get to roam around the, the, the town at night, which was... Uh, a privilege, really. Something that you should be dying to do.
0: <laughs> it's a very great resort
1: community. Well, I mean, by this point, I I, I didn't mind it so much. I, I don't think I actually bothered to kill a street enemy since the mm-hmm. beginning of the game whenever I realized that they were throwing up on me and I, and that yeah. it wasn't worthwhile to go up to them and beat them with a stick. So, yeah, and there's, like, tons of items all over the place now that I'm running around and just picking up stuff. I had so many healing items. Yeah, and yeah. They they pretty much lasted me to the end of the game. I don't think I ever had to use one of those ampoules.
2: Yeah, I didn't... I, I think I used one in the last boss, and that's about it. And, honestly, that that point of the game where you get to freely explore Silent Hill for the first and last time, like it really took me out of the game, kind of, because... Like, horror games, what a lot of what creates the horror is, like, your lack of resources, I guess. And at that point, you were just finding bullets everywhere and healing items everywhere. And from then on, like, I don't know. I never felt stressed out about that sort of thing anymore, and that never created any sort of conflict. Like, there, there was never any tension in that regard, and I really wish that was there. And that makes me think that, like, if and when I play this game again, I'll have to do it on hard or something, just so things are a little more scarce.
1: Yeah, I think the scariest place for me was going into the hotel at the beginning of the game because at that point you were still pretty weak
2: (laughs) yeah you didn't have anything like i remember the reason i think i got the ending i did even was because in the beginning of the game i was just running around forever just with my controller like pulsating because i was about to die i couldn't find a healing item so it was just very very tense and everything seemed way more serious than it actually was and that was great
0: it felt like the game was now leading up to this, you know, big ending. I, I get—I guess I got the impression that because even in the playthrough that I watched, the the person who was playing, they too were just getting all of these items, and it never really seemed like that was an issue any longer. And I just kind of chalked that up to okay, now it's about the story. Now it's about what we're going to find out about Silent Hill or about James's wife or the other characters. You,
1: you've conquered mm-hmm. the town. Now it's time time to conquer the the rest of what's yeah, beyond the yeah. town
0: right that's to make it enough. to make it a bit easier for for players to just kind of enjoy the entire environment that they've set up, I think that's justified, but at the same time, you want the story and game mechanics to be so intertwined that you can't tell the difference
1: well, eventually you find the the, the copper key behind the statue in the in the park and you end up in the historical society
0: that was a creepy place isn't it in the historical society that you find um it's just like a very small detail of Silent Hill. is like a, a newspaper clipping or something, or a book, and it says how there was a, a like a tourist cruise ship that went down Ugh. or just disappeared somewhere mm. and they never found yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And then there's like this legend's true. Right, right. And then in this on this date, nineteen whatever, an even stranger phenomenon happened. And then there's pages just gone. And then the next thing you can read is. And all of them are at the bottom of the lake of Lake Toluca, yes. and their hands are reaching towards the shore or whatever. It's just yep, like, yep, oh my yep. gosh, that was pretty good.
2: <laughs>
1: what in a nice range. resort town! Yeah, <laughs> I want to go there. On a cruise. Yeah, and you know, I think that's actually the the, the part that was ripped out. I, I think is related to the uh, to the cult that was there that was dealt with in the first game, and that's mm. another part of the series of things that are like. That are saying yes, this game is related to the first game. Like it takes place in that same place, but that's not James's story. So James that's has cool. no interest in that. He's there for a completely different reason.
2: That that's interesting. I never thought of it like that. Do, do you also think that coincides with um how later when we're in the, when we're in the prison, you find a cell just full of like occult books and like markings on the wall? Yeah, and and he's like, like that? I I don't
1: I don't think these are very important. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: that's that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, I guess Silent Hill if it brings people to it, you know, to kind of deal with their issues. It's a very, you know, um it's like a very benevolent spirit. It just wants people to just figure <laughs> well, out their
1: problems. Well, that's the thing. Well, I'm going to talk about it later cuz I read a uh an analysis of it uh, that that kind of mm. brought in all the rest of the early Silent Hills to try to explain it a little bit. Is mm.
2: someone playing like Silent Hill sound effects in the background right now? Over here?
1: No, I think that's just the trash. Sounds like, sounds like a garbage truck to God, me. no, it's Silent Hill! I can never leave! Oh, no, you, you don't understand. At, uh, at the office right now, they're clearing out one of the bathrooms where they took out the, the toilet and they're going to replace the flooring and all that. But I keep going to the door and the first time I opened it and looked inside, it was like walking into Silent Hill. It looks no like God. that. Where there's like the place where a toilet used to be and it's just kind of got something stuffed in it and the floor is all grimy and junk and it's just and there's oh, a fat guy no.
0: barfing in it it's <laughs> real weird Eddie do you meet Eddie. Eddie in the
2: historical society is that where it happens uh, you, you meet him at the end of the prison or at the beginning wait, of the wait, prison wait. actually
1: so before Eddie you're you're, you're just going through this rather the historical society itself is pretty small you just yeah. end up going through this uh, through this hole, hole in, the in the wall the floor. and did, did you did you get to see the giant pyramid head painting? Oh yeah, I did not. I did. There is
2: a huge Just pyramid head painting, and um, it? Uh, under it, like a, uh, it's something about like here's the result of the judgment or something. And there's a bunch of people like impaled in the background. It's it's a real nice, real real nice painting. You sit right next to your uh, your country roads one in your living room. You no,
1: know, I actually did not see Pyramid Head myself. Uh, in between whenever he killed Maria. At the bottom of the uh, at the of the hospital until mm-hmm. the very end. I saw him a couple times. I, I didn't see him again after that. So anyway, so you go down, you go through the, the hole in the wall, and then you start dropping down holes, just jumping yeah, down. there's you go.
0: There's like one hole. Is do I really want to go down here? Yeah, why not? This <laughs> seems like a safe idea. So you seems jump like down. seems great. I'll just jump down. <laughs> I have no idea how long this hole goes, and if it's gonna break my legs upon impact. But sure, I'm gonna do it anyway. So you jump down. And then you keep on walking, and guess what? You find another hole, and the same question happens. And I think this goes on, for (laughs) yeah, it goes on to like
2: yeah, like the second to last one. He gets a little self-aware. It's like, do I really have to jump down this hole? But you know, like, and then the answer is
1: the first hole. He's he kind of looks at it. He squats down, and he kind of lowers himself down a little bit to uh, to go in, and you know, he falls in. But Mm. he seems. Less confident, it's but like, as he as he keeps jumping in the holes, he eventually he's just like whatever. Whoosh! <laughs> he becomes a hole jumping pro.
0: Yeah, I, I wish he would have like yelped every time he did it, and then it slowly <laughs> turned into a woohoo! <laughs>
2: it turns out they're all slides.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's 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 an old part of the amusement
2: park. <laughs> so so you fall down, and that's where you see
1: Eddie in the prison. Where, for some reason, this far underground,
2: killing a person's no big deal.
1: Like, all right, so why is what what is the deal with this prison? First of all, whenever you whenever you get in there, it's uh I think the the last hole that you drop into is in this room. It's right after you end up in a room that's just like full of roaches. And, oh God! Uh, oh, yeah. uh, uh, uh. <laughs> and, and you you work your way out of that, and you end up in this a well or a mine shaft going straight down. Except, if you look at the walls, it's obvious that you're in a hallway, Yeah, it's just sideways. Which is my only real explanation for why you keep going down, 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 and you end up on the surface later on.
2: I don't necessarily think there was an explanation. I think it was more that, at that point, as I said, it was the turning point where it's obvious none of this is actually happening. Like, there's no way that there's a giant hole in this historical society that leads to a prison that then there's another hole that, like, none of it's real, none of it's happening.
0: I don't know. I mean, it, it kind of, I think it contradicts that in ways, but at the same time seems like this could just be all in James's head because you have the, the cult that used to be in Silent Hill, and I imagine with any kind of cult or secret society you'd have, you know, something like an underground passage, or at least that's, you know, kind of
2: creepy. Yeah, but there's an actual prison down there.
1: Yeah, that's kind of weird
2: uh, yeah, there's an it's actual cold.
1: prison that leads to the surface Very yeah. closely Actually, and, I, uh, from what I understand It's not a modern prison, it was built during the Civil War okay. And then they just kind of Covered it up, and the historical society Is actually on top of the old prison that makes So sense.
2: you think the prison's
1: under the lake? or That's the impression I was getting But then you end up on the same side of the lake as you started So yeah. pro- that, like that's the, That's the impression I was getting The entire time I was down there But then you end up at the top, so who knows
0: in terms of horror stories, like one of the classic things to do at least in horror movies is near that that turning point when um your your main character is going to the point of no return, they either go very deep underground which is of course supposed to symbolize them basically going into hell itself mm-hmm. um to achieve their goal. I think that was kind of cool of the game and that it just kind of keeps giving you more and more options <laughs> to go down these <laughs> holes. But yeah, anyway, pretty creepy. And then you go to this prison where you have a bunch of people who are just hung. But when you start reading why they were executed, it's for varying things. Like It goes from, uh, I think, murder to uh, just simply stealing or dishonesty. Like it just becomes very almost trivial.
2: The puzzle that resulted from that I actually really enjoyed. Where you have to get the key? Yeah, like uh, you have to find out which of those guys was innocent in another room. Ooh. And it, it gives you like a little word puzzle, and uh, if you figure it out, you you pull the the empty noose of the one in the other room that corresponds, <laughs> and then you get a key. And yeah, it, I, I guess I yeah. did
1: that wrong, but it turned out okay anyway. What? Because um, I, I guess if you have to pull, just pull the one that's innocent. But uh huh, uh the word puzzle lists them in order, like like where where the last one listed is the innocent one. So I just Uh pulled them in the order, and ended up going into the other room. And since the last one I pulled was the innocent one, it treated it as a successful. (laughs) Oh, Charlie! Charlie, you'd be a great prosecutor.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just pick them till you get the right one. Yeah, yeah. I think at some point within that jail, there's somebody who's like written in blood somewhere, or it's it's written somewhere that basically. I'm totally paraphrasing here. These people who are, you know, executing me, they've made up their minds. It doesn't matter that I'm innocent. Um, mm. And it's like this really somber moment where it just feels so futile. I don't know. I enjoyed it. I thought it was interesting. That's I an never saw that. Of getting me to think about something that I may not otherwise think about.
1: In the prison was the only time I really got startled in this game.
2: Uh-huh what was that? there
1: was uh th- there's a bathroom, and one of the stalls has the door closed. It's not bashed in or anything it's just closed, oh, yeah, so uh-huh. I went over there and i and i I well, was just tapping a all over the place hoping to find stuff, and he knocks on the door and there's no reply, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, so I go to leave the i'm I'm going towards the door all of a sudden I hear just hear. Ah, something screamed. I just left. I didn't want to know what that was, <laughs> really? and I still haven't. I didn't go back.
2: <laughs> I, I I did the same thing, but that that sound never happened for me. Huh. The HD version sucks. Uh, yeah, I
0: guess. No, that same thing happened in the playthrough I was watching, and the the guy who was playing, he did go back, and you can't open it up. I think it's just a startling. Uh-huh. thing that they put in there, but I really like that too. That, that totally freaked me out just from watching it.
2: It's <laughs> a, a little silly jump scare it seems. <laughs> Let's go back to Eddie.
0: Yeah, that was a good
1: time for Eddie.
2: Eddie, like, you, you
0: meet up with him and now he's holding a gun and he's talking mm-hmm. about how, he, I think he's there's actually just a dead body on like on a table, hunched yeah, over on a yeah. table and there's blood splattered everywhere and obviously he shot this person. And he's, he's, talking, he's talking about how, about how, they how pushed easy it pushed him to do it. To kill somebody. Yeah, yeah, and how he's he's going to Kill anybody who thinks he's stupid, essentially.
2: <laughs> but th- but then, like, once once he realizes that you're very taken aback by what he's saying, he's like, oh, I'm just joking, James! And then says so <laughs> he didn't kill the guy and then runs away. It, it's,
1: he, it's at this point that I'm starting to think that Eddie is not just a figment of, uh, yeah, of yeah. James's imagination and that, you know, maybe a lot of these people are real.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Could be. Yeah, I guess at that point I didn't really see the metaphor of Eddie's character in terms of the projection that James would be having.
2: And as you learn, all three characters sort of have the same breaking point, and that's right. why they're in Silent Hill.
0: Right. So then you keep going through this this underground area, right? And then I think you eventually wind up a meat locker or something.
1: Well, uh, before that, you're in you're in the labyrinth, where there's you, you you're out of the prison. You've gone down another couple holes
2: now you're just in pure not real town. Yeah, this is just
1: hallways underground. Um and then you find Maria on the other side of some bars. Uh-huh. Yeah. And she gets all seductive.
2: Probably the most important scene in the game, I would say.
1: Right, where it it's very obvious at that point that she is definitely not real.
2: Yeah. Because but you can tell in like her her vocal inflections too.
0: Yeah, she doesn't even remember being killed.
1: Yeah. And like, well, but she seems very self-aware about what she is now because she's mm-hmm. like, oh, sure, I can be Maria if you want me to be. I could be anybody yeah. you want me to be. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And you can you can hear in her voice, too, like she keeps snapping back and forth between like this Mary personality and this Maria personality.
0: We'll talk more about the ending of the games later, but um, uh, Maria really at that point seems like she's she's giving you an opportunity to simply fixate on... Having that um, that presence in your life, I guess, of, of this person who will be anything you want them to be, you know,
1: which is just absolutely frightening. Yeah, yeah, that is. I, I don't know. I, I that made me incredibly uncomfortable. Um, and but then James is like, okay, sure, I can dig on this. I, I'll wait right there. I'll find my way. I'll be. I'll be right there. Yeah. And then you yeah. find her, and she's all like dead.
0: Death, yeah, well, again. N- now, now she's been stabbed. Again. Again. Yeah. When is James gonna learn that all the girls <laughs> he likes just
2: die? <laughs> when are you gonna learn that nothing will ever happen to you that's good, James?
1: And then right before that, you uh, you had that scene with Angela.
2: Yes, especially. But before that, you actually get an opportunity to meet up with Pyramid Head. Oh, you do? Did you, ever get lo- did you ever get
1: lost in the labyrinth? I searched around. I ended up finding my way out without seeing Pyramid Head. This is probably, like, one of my most uncomfortable
2: moments in the game because I don't like it when in a game that's usually linear just gives me... Especially a game that's really linear that has, like, load times that doesn't lend itself to exploration. This game in the labyrinth suddenly opens up with, like, a zillion branching paths and it's very easy to get lost and caught in a loop. And I was for a good little while, and that feeling alone was not doing it for me. But then suddenly I bumped into Pyramid Head down there, so I knew that unless I found the right path, I'm going to get great-knifed in the face. And it was terrifying. Like, that was one of the most frightening moments in the game
1: for me. Uh, from what I understand, though, you can actually find the great knife. I never did. Well, I mean, at that point, though, he wasn't using it, though. He was using the spear. Even in the uh, the underground place? In the what. That's what I... That's what I... That's what I understand. Whenever I went and looked back, I didn't actually see him, so I don't have any first hand experience. Well, that's,
2: that's fair enough. I, I didn't get too terribly close to him to see what weapon he You're was using. You're like, oh, just like, ah, pyramid head. I'm going the he other was way. There. <laughs>
1: yep. Did, did he seem like he was going to rush at you or anything, or you just walking down the hall? All uh,
2: he he was just walking around. I actually like ran like straight past him at some point in time, oh. and he didn't seem to give too much chase. But there was also a ladder right near, so I didn't turn around to check and see what his status was.
3: Right. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, I mean, that's, that was one of the parts where you really get some firsthand experience with James's uh, meticulous map drawing nature. Where, mm-hmm. like, all, all before, he was just editing other people's maps, but, you know, vandalizing uh, other people's property. But this time, he had some spare paper around or the back of another map and was just marking down, all right, this is uh, a right angle right here. and it goes Wait down a second. Right- what? Yeah, if you, uh, while you're in the labyrinth, if you pull up the map, he's constantly making a map of what you're finding.
2: I never. Well, I think I tried pulling up the map a few times, but nothing happened. No, it, it was there for me. Did you find, like, a piece of paper somewhere? Nope. Huh. Yeah, that never happened for me. Uh, HD version
1: sucks, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: yeah. good that he's really into cartography.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. he's good at one thing, because he's not terribly good at guns. No, Uh, not at all. Not terribly good with women. Uh, (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Which is
0: good because you know if he's not good with women and he's not good with guns, you know he's not going to be violent domestically.
1: Well, well. Well, he
0: is pretty good with a stick. I don't know.
1: Uh, but and but he uh, he's good with cartography and uh and he has really bad eating habits. And that's about all I can say about James. What are you talking about he's always drinking those health drinks? Well, that's not all yeah, you yeah. need, buddy. I'm sorry. <laughs> you well, health drinks are, are rarely so. Hill. What world are you? Are you gonna in are you gonna China?
2: trust any food you find in Silent Hill?
1: That's a good point.
2: Hey, if I find a V8 <laughs> on the
0: ground and I've been trying to kill these things, I'm I'm totally You're chugging.
1: I'm chugging. No,
0: yeah, it think does look I think a lot the like V8 gives them all I need. anyway. So are we are we at Eddie? Because Eddie was my favorite part.
2: Uh, well, I think we, we, we didn't talk about the encounter with Angela yet. yeah
0: so you go into this room and there's these like pistons in the walls that are going in and out
1: that are completely inconsequential apparently nobody else seems to care about them, but they certainly made me wonder they, yeah. they
0: definitely served a metaphor in some way well, um,
1: probably uh, a not too subtle representation it, of the Charlie. fact that she was she was being raped right by her father
2: right. And actually, like, you learn this later what her last name is, but there's a a little sheet of uh, newspaper outside that describes exactly what happened uh, about, like, the murder of her father, presumably, about, like, how uh, he had, like, multiple stab wounds to the neck and stuff like that. And, uh, like, they show you half of his last name, and it turns out to be Angela's last name, too. So mm. re- as you read that, like, you can sort of connect one to two, and then once you get to, like, this graveyard area, you find out what her last name is, and there you go. There he is. So you can presume that she killed her father because of everything he had done. And,
1: <sighs> yeah, and, and you're carrying around the knife. Thank oh God. God, you, you're carrying around the knife. Thank <laughs> God. <laughs> Better than it having it in her hands, I guess. That's true. Yeah.
0: So you go into this room, and she's yelling, and you have to kill this very strange-looking creature that I, I could actually... I can't remember what it looks like because it was so deformed.
1: It, uh... was like... They're called Doorman. Yeah. So, it's I guess it's supposed to be like a door where something is reaching through and then it's just kind of combined itself with the door.
2: It's supposed hmm. to be a door plus a man.
1: Like a Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Exactly like a Pokemon. I have we'll one of those on my all.
1: team. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, you, you kill that thing, and then she kicks it and throws a TV on its head and cries and then yells at you and leaves. You know, James is,
0: I don't know what to think of him in terms of, whenever he finds somebody, he's like, I want to help you. He's really, you know, excited to help people, it seems. But you think anybody wants you to touch them in Silent Hill? No. No. No, not nope. at all. I went to a haunted house know. over over Halloween, and none of the monsters in there touched me.
4: <laughs>
0: they I know how to play it safe. And I knew not to touch any of my friends because they thought I was a monster. <laughs> no.
2: So after that, you do uh, bump into good old boy Eddie. Yeah. That guy. And there are just dead people everywhere, and just Eddie talking again about killing people.
1: Eddie is absolutely unrepentant about it. He just doesn't care. He's happy that he's done what he's done so far.
2: Yeah, he's happy he found, have found a way to deal with his problem.
0: Yeah. So Eddie starts confronting James at this point. And it's very obvious that Eddie has, has lost a little bit of what some may call sanity. <laughs> and he starts waving his gun around at you and says he's going to kill you, basically, right?
2: What, what happens exactly is like, I'm going to kill anyone who ever makes fun of me. And then James, I mean, like James a genius, is like, are you crazy? <laughs> like, are you crazy, James? Are you stupid? <laughs> and he's like, oh, I didn't mean that, when he actually like turns the gun on him. And it's like, oh, no, I got you. And then you have to
1: fuck yeah, Now I have my excuse to kill you. Right. I was looking for it. You were making it difficult, James. But I finally <laughs> think I can kill you with good conscience now. Right. So then you have to... Chase
0: him down while he's shooting at you with unlimited ammo, and you're pumping him full of shotgun shells, one I after actually, the other.
2: I actually used uh, the great knife on him.
0: Oh, how long did that take?
2: Oh, uh, two swipes.
0: Really? Yep. The place these... where I watched. Literally, this guy was. It took him five minutes to
1: kill Eddie. Not me either. Was it, actually, was so, it with the knife?
0: He, no, he used the
1: shotgun. Oh, okay. Like yeah. in, in the little room, I used the shotgun. Which was, you know, pretty awful. But, uh, yeah. Same. But but I did realize that you could that it is a lot faster to reload if you don't make James reload outside. If whenever you run out of bullets, you go into the menu, you hit reload, right. and you come out and you're full. You have a full shotgun again.
0: Yeah, that's what the guy was doing on this playthrough.
1: Um. So I, I shotgunned him in the first part, and then whenever he ran into the next room, uh, I had out the rifle, but. It didn't matter very much because he just he ran up and punched me.
2: It's <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, like, you were doing This is such a little pathetic punch.
1: You were doing so much better with the gun, dude. I had to keep healing. <laughs> and then yeah. he was like, Nope, here you go, punch in the face. And I was like, <laughs> Bam! All right, now I guess I'll win.
0: Just as a side <laughs> note with the, the whole animation of Eddie as a as a character, he reminded me a lot of a Tony Hawk. Character.
2: (laughs) Oh god, I I see it. I
0: completely (laughs) see it. For that reason, it was a really funny battle to watch.
2: (laughs) He does have a goofy little run.
0: Yeah, he kind of saunters around. (laughs) He doesn't look very interested. (laughs) That's great. So you have to kill Eddie, and then. And you know, he
1: was actually the the hardest boss in this game, as far as I could tell. Eddie? Yeah. How long did it take you to kill him? Not very long, but I had to keep a. Like, I had to really keep an eye on my health because he was actually going to kill me. Uh, several times he didn't actually, but I got very close and I just had to pump myself full of first aid kits.
0: Yeah, Ben, did you? You said it took you two swipes with a knife to kill him.
1: Yeah.
2: How long did that take? Uh, like thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. But this was after dying once, trying oh, okay. to uh, uh, handgun him.
0: This is kind of like and- using the 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 great sword thing in, in Ocarina of Time <laughs> instead yeah. of using the, the big Goron sword, which at the end, I used the big Goron sword to try to kill Ganondorf. Yeah, and it just... it Well, no, it didn't break. It just didn't, didn't work. It just wasn't really hurting him. And I was like, well, what the heck? Somebody told me, the stupid Gorons told me, hey, this is more powerful than any other sword.
2: <laughs> and you, you went it? through so much
0: to get it. Right, exactly. But... In the end you just had to use that one special blade, and I guess in this case it was the knife. But James gets down next to the body of dead Eddie.
2: And realizes what he has done.
0: He says, I killed a real person. And I don't know if he really says anything beyond that. He just kinda like, Oh, I guess killed a real person, I feel bad about it, and then he walks away.
1: No, I mean it was self defense to be fair.
2: Yeah. But this is the first time he ever realizes that he did that. And I think that helps give way to his realization later.
1: Yeah, that's a yes.
2: good
0: point. Which we're getting towards now, because I think this is this is getting pretty close, right?
1: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so outside, um, row to go on row row, row your boat You're, gently right. across the lake.
0: How did that? How <laughs> did that help your guys's uh, thumbs? <laughs> do
1: right. You guys feel pretty good about that? Well, I didn't. I, mean, have, I, just, I didn't have to do anything about thumbs. I, like, apparently, if you played the expert version of the game or whatever you have to actually rotate the... Uh, yeah. The, yeah the, okay. the analog Analog sticks. sticks. Yeah. Uh, but if you play any other version, you get to do it like a normal person and press forward to go forward or side oh. to go to the side. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess experts, they just want to get a good thumb workout.
2: <laughs> yeah. My only problem was that I didn't realize I had to turn to, like, find where the light was, mm. which was a little lapse of judgment on my part because you obviously saw the light there, but... And you obviously go off to the side when you get in the boat. but.
1: So how yeah, long did it take you?
2: Only about three minutes.
1: Okay, that's not bad. But
2: apparently apparently, like the best time to aim for is like a minute and 20 seconds. Hmm. And a, I don't know how, but that depends on what ending, or that sort of bears on what ending you get. Does it? How long you take in the boat. Because on your results screen, that's one of the things.
1: I, I think oh. that, that determines how many stars you get at the end, not so much your actual ending. Hmm.
0: Maybe. Maybe. So you take this boat. To the park again, right?
1: No, actually, you take the boat uh, across the lake to uh, to where the hotel is.
0: Oh, so you, that's right, because you've got to go back to the hotel to find this private tape that James made with his wife.
2: Right. As, as Maria mentions, as Mary. Right, right. Ooh, that's
0: weird. <laughs> How did she know about it? I thought it was supposed to be between the two of them.
2: Well, that's what James says.
1: Uh, uh, well, obviously... I, the only person that I'm sure is a, is is part of James's imagination for the most part, or at least was conjured by his imagination, even if she actually is physically real mm-hmm. uh is Maria
2: yeah,
1: yeah, because she's she's too do- dead on Mary, she knows too much, and she keeps coming back to life
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh I don't know, I've met people like that before, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I've conjured up a few
1: people. <laughs> so uh, you go inside, and the stupid little girl scares the crap out of you with the piano.
2: <laughs> At this point, I, I sort of came around on her, though. I sort of liked her. Yeah, she was She started talking.
1: Cause, like, since since I decided after the battle with Eddie that Eddie was probably a real person, I started wondering about Lara, and if she's a real, real person, and she seems to. Like, the part that didn't make much sense to me until, like, the very end was how Lara was talking about how she knew Mary. Um,
2: I, I still don't know.
1: Oh, I, I can explain that to you later. Uh, sure. And, and how she was, uh, you know, she she knew her and she'd only uh, met her, like, you know, or she'd last seen her, like, a week ago. Yeah. Um, so I decided that Lara was probably real as well. But mm. she's just... But since everything that you see in Silent Hill, or at least this version of Silent Hill, is um, still a bit of a projection, since Lara is so, I guess she's a child, so she's more or less innocent. Even if she, even if she's a brat, uh, yeah. there's nothing out there that's really going to hurt her. She's just, you no, know, none of it's there.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that impression too. So, so you think that everyone has like their own personal Silent Hill?
1: Yeah, the, the thing that made me think that was the later scene with, uh, with Angela, where you get a glimpse into her version of Silent Hill.
2: Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, because she says, oh, you can see it too. This is how it is all the time for me.
1: Whereas at that point, normally for James, everything's a bit flooded.
2: Yeah. Man. That's Man. Cool. <laughs> so
0: you're in this hotel, and you got to go find your private tape. And I think... You eventually you go find it in the room that you stayed in. First, you, know, so you find I, it at the desk.
1: Right? First, I want to uh, to mention. Oh yeah, you find that at the desk, and that's after you have to go through the elevator, where for the first time since the beginning of the game, suddenly you're powerless again, because <laughs> you have to put oh, everything you yeah. own into the uh, into the locker. Which at first, whenever I went onto the uh, onto the elevator. The,
2: I, I was pretty certain Pyramid Head was, like, on top and was going to do that.
1: Right. Out. The one-person <laughs> limit, I figured, was, oh, crap, there's someone else on here.
2: Yeah.
1: Very uh, Metal Gear Solid uh, in that elevator-esque.
2: Yeah, yeah, very much.
1: Um, But, no, apparently it's one person and his clothes and nothing else is what they were trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, James, you your bottomless pockets <laughs> are, are a problem here.
0: You got to go run around Silent Hill and lose some weight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then suddenly you see all these mannequins around and you can't do anything about them um and then whenever you finally go get your stuff back suddenly the mannequins are gone yep I wanted to kill those things (laughs) they kicked me once they deserved it
0: so then you find a VCR yeah and you play the tape and it's of Mary and she's talking about how she wants to come back to Silent Hill and how beautiful she thinks it is and I think eventually the, the tape gets cut off right before something crucial is about to happen, right?
2: Um, well, you pretty much see James murder his wife. That's
0: right. That's right. That's on the tape. Yeah. See, that's why it's such a private tape. You don't want to show that to anybody.
1: <laughs> well, obviously, he didn't actually tape that part. Right, right. But it's, it's, it's Silent Hill uh, showing him, this is what you did to this person that you had such a connection with at some point. Yeah. And, uh, that's, that is a turning point for James, where he finally ex- remembers, I did this. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh.
2: He's on his way out of the pit.
1: Right, right. Okay. And then, so then. And then Laura comes in and hates him. And because he, he, because Laura is a very important part of that, because not only does he see what he did, he admits it to somebody else. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, uh yeah he gets... He begins
0: to accept it. Yeah. yeah,
1: which it's interesting, I think that uh, all you you meet everybody else that you've seen in the game so far in the labyrinth, except for Laura. I'm not sure if that means anything, but they're all dealing with something in the labyrinth um, right. but you don't see Laura again in, uh, from between the the hospital and the hotel. That's interesting. I, I guess I, I think The Labyrinth was more of a, uh, like a trial that people had yeah, to go yeah. to, but Laura didn't wow. have a trial to go through.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her trial was, was probably just dealing with all the adults who were dealing with their own gauntlets. Yeah. That's, that tends to be how childhood is for a lot of kids. That's
2: true. Hmm.
0: So the music so, suddenly gets
1: very tense.
2: Yep. It felt I mean. for me. Yeah, you walk outside, and hey, you're in nightmare world again. Suddenly, was, everything changed. It's just, I
1: don't, it didn't seem very nightmarish, so much as suddenly all wet.
2: Well, suddenly, very uh, what it, what those, what that seemed to represent to me, and it, it sort of recalled back to the hospital too. Is that like, now that he realized what he did, things are. Suddenly, becoming more like they actually are.
1: Right, because so maybe
2: maybe the hospital was this way, or the hospital was that way the whole time, or the hotel was that way the whole time. Well,
1: the, I think the hotel definitely was because you actually yeah. find a newspaper that set, shows how the hospital. I mean, not sorry, not not the hospital. The hotel, hotel caught on fire, and I didn't. I didn't actually see that. Yeah, uh, I think I remember it right. was on fire. So you, so the entire place is all wet and flooded because firemen had to come and put it out. Mm. And so you end up... And, and all all the water rushed to the basement, which is where it's all flooded. No. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. At least that's my impression.
2: Well, no, that's cool. I, I wish I found that newspaper. But what, what do you think that says about the hospital, though? How that changed as well?
1: I'm not sure. <laughs> well, well, no. Actually, Cause, I, cause I think could... I do understand it. Because that was not a normal hospital. That was a mental hospital. Mm-hmm but wow. mental hospitals don't really exist anymore. Uh right. so really like all the stuff that was on there that was all preservation stuff because the hospital was mothballed. Right. Whereas before it was all exposed and rotting. Yeah,
2: I mean that's understandable, but what was the reason for the change, do you think?
0: Um Silent Hill maybe just messing with James. <laughs>
2: Well, it just seemed like this one had such a deliberate meaning. Yeah. I'm not sure. I, like, I wonder if it's sort of the same. Because that really... I think once the hospital changes, that is the turning point of the game. And that later, it, you just go way deeper into the pit. Like, once you get to the uh, the historical society and literally jump down the pit. And that's where things just start to get surreal. And you start to go into the descent. Yeah. That's how it felt for me, anyway. After that certain point, that was like the halfway point, and the rest was just the 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 process to figuring out what James had done. Yeah. So now we know what James has done. He's killed
0: his wife, and he feels bad about it. Now he's admitted it to the little girl, Laura. He leaves, and how do you? What, what was the next part? Because the next part, I think you you find um, Angela.
1: Yeah, you're trying to get yourself out of the hotel or something, mm-hmm. and you end up. Like the hotel is completely wonky at this point because you go through one door and you end up in a completely different part of the hotel,
2: yeah, yeah, and on your map, there are these weird purple squiggles, and sometimes there're still red squiggles, and I don't know
1: what that's for, yeah, I'm not really sure <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you're just trying to make your way out, and so you go through uh through a door to a stairwell and then you find Angela,
0: the room is completely on fire, right, yes,
1: on the, the staircase body's in the wall, right, right. There's a staircase and she's
0: ascending it, and there's all everything's on fire. There's bodies, and she turns to you and says, "You can see it too." So now we're in her Silent Hill. Mm-hmm. And it
1: seems like it felt to me like she was giving up at mm-hmm. that yeah. point. Like she realized that whatever traumatic thing happened to her, uh, it, it's just too much for her, and yeah. she she's just giving up and she's gonna walk into the flames.
2: And right. She well, she asked for her knife back. Yeah. And James is
1: like,
2: oh, "I never thought about killing myself."
1: And he refuses to give her the knife. He's not gonna. He's not willing to facilitate her killing herself. Yeah, way to be a
0: helpful guy, James.
1: <laughs>
2: what a good Samaritan,
1: throwing <laughs> cans in garbage, and garbage. <laughs> even though he didn't have any stake in watching Angela die, it wasn't going to be convenient for him. Like there, there wasn't. It wasn't going to improve his life at all. But killing Mary was a way for him to get his life back.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. He 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 killed her, not actually to necessarily free her, but to free himself. Right. And in that sense, selfishness has guilted him into Silent Hill.
1: And, yeah, he's incredibly, uh, or he's probably, depending on how you played, uh, very regretful about that. But yeah. it's possible that he's not. Mm. Could be.
0: So, Angela ascends up into the flames. She presumably dies you can try to go through the flames you get burned you have to turn back
2: Hmm.
1: i didn't even try (laughs) yeah
2: i I did try and i got hurt
1: um so you go back and you uh you open the door and you end up in the same room but it's flooded again and then at that point it's pretty linear right you just keep going forward follow the path you go through so the, the
2: nine red squares. Yeah, it's like very obvious. This is the last save point, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> save for
1: goodness sakes! This is your only chance. Right. And then, <laughs> yeah, your worst nightmare: two pyramid heads, not one, two, two of them. Pyramid heads. And they're
0: holding. They're holding um uh, Maria again. They're holding her okay. again after she's died the, twice.
2: There has to be some significance. Of people hanging upside down in, like, those little rectangle wire frames. Because that appears in, like, the first boss you fight. And then it appears again with her and then the final boss. Like, that has to represent something.
1: Um, Hospital bed. You think so? Yeah. Mm. This is uh, a constant reminder of trying to make James remember Mm. why he's here in the first place.
3: That's fair
2: enough. She's but yeah, like you, you see, you see Maria trapped up in a little wire thing, and then she gets stabbed, killed again, and of course James falls to his knees and cries again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Why do you keep showing me this? I already understand. <laughs> I
2: mean, that's that's really where like he comes to terms with it all, though. Like, like he says, like he understands what happens now, and he unveils the role and really identity of Pyramid Head. That is, it's a manifestation he made. To punish himself for his own sins. And then that's where he declares that he doesn't need them anymore. Mm-hmm. And then you kill them both.
0: Well, you don't kill them both. They kill well, themselves. right.
2: They kill themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which,
0: of course, is a rather around.
2: weird little scene.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I, I kind of like that, though. No, it was good. Yeah, it was pretty neat. Yeah, I also like the really stylish um, Persian rug that they had there. I mean, that thing must have been really expensive. I don't know how they got it in there. It, was, it wasn't wet at all. <laughs> yeah, it was really big. I don't know. Those things are expensive.
2: <laughs> what do you think that represented, Jeff? The Persian rug. Yep.
1: Um, style.
2: <laughs> okay. Okay.
1: You know that that room actually was part of the uh, the hotel. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah, it was. Right. Yeah, it's the big lobby where you had the the creepy music box.
2: Without the staircase, though. Right. This
1: like the staircase was actually specifically removed, so you could not get up to where Maria was.
2: Mm. So
0: pyramid heads. Both pyramid heads are dead.
1: Yeah,
0: and Actually, they just
2: plop themselves on their lenses.
0: You reach up into their faces, underneath their masks, and uh, you grab the, the little the orb eggs,
2: little rust-colored eggs. egg and the yeah. scarlet egg. Mm-hmm. Yes, go I it. I really wonder what the significance of those were. Birth? <laughs> How though?
0: I don't <laughs> know. Eggs hatch. They they're they were born. I don't
2: know. No, there's a little baby bird there. We did it. Okay. So you put those in the door, you go through and the final boss is...
1: No, no. first... Time. You oh. see your wife. Yeah. No, you don't see her. Oh, you right, hear her. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you hear her... Uh, That's right. She's arguing probably with her you. her final words to you. Yeah. That's right. Which, you apparently, you can either listen to or not.
2: Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, just walk through. I
1: stopped. It. I was just trying to hear the rest of it. Yeah, I was running until like
2: I saw the door, and I'm like, I don't want to skip this.
1: Yeah,
0: that probably is one of the determining factors of uh, the endings you're going to get.
2: It is. No, it definitely is. <laughs> and like that, that's a very, a very poignant thing to hear because that that's the second time we hear Mary speak, and we uh-huh. get an idea of who she was. And like, it seems that like she was lashing out on people because of her illness. That, like, she when she found when she found out she was gonna die, she just didn't know how to handle it, so she just yeah. took it out on everybody, and then she breaks down at the end. Yeah. And I'm not sure if that last bit when she's apologizing and telling James to come back is after James had already left the room.
1: Actually, wait, hold on, we skipped something. Oh, uh, in the reading room, after watching the videotape, you can actually mm-hmm. listen to a recording. I believe that's
2: a- yeah, that's actually optional, and. uh
1: Oh well, uh, is
2: how I got my ending apparently. Oh no,
1: well, I listened to it too, and I didn't get your ending. So, <laughs> uh, no, I I listened to that, and it's uh, where the doctor is, ex- I think, explaining to James how long yeah. Angela has to live, and she has between like a, a few months and up to three years. I By Angela,
2: that. you mean Laura, or not Laura,
1: Mary, Mary, which is very important whenever I explain what went on later. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we're in this
0: hallway after Pyramid Head and all that. Mer- uh, Mary's talking to you, or rather you hear her saying her, her last words. She tells you to leave because she's disgusting, doesn't want to be around you, doesn't want you to see her, but then she tells you that she's sorry and she wants you to come back, giving you very mixed messages. Well, I mean, you understandably pre- so. Right. Yeah. You, you yeah. proceed down the
1: hall. You go in through... What a, and- t- what a teen. Well, let me, uh, uh, and let me just say that, of course... Maria is the last boss.
2: Yeah, like it's Mary. Not even a question. Mary is the last. Well, boss. Well, actually, in one of the endings, it actually is Mary. Really? Yes, and there's there's a ending called like the Maria ending. So where you? So where it actually
1: is Mary. All right, so it actually changed. Like it's already you, your ending is already decided by the by the time you walk through and you see, what's up there
2: yeah i I don't actually know if any of the dialogue's different at that point, but the ending that you get tells you that that was Mary oh, okay, at the very least because you leave like that that's the ending where you you replace the image in your mind of Mary with Maria completely and you latch onto her
1: oh. as
2: All we were right. talking about earlier, how like that's what the game is like implying that James is doing. If well, let's, you actually go fully with that. Then, let's
0: yeah. let's figure out the uh, the ending first of the the final battle and everything because you yeah. you get this cut scene where you're you're talking to your wife who's on her deathbed, and um, I forget exactly what you talk about.
2: <laughs> well, she's not even at a hundred deathbed. She's like looking out a window, and I, I think it's right. supposed to. Is it supposed to represent the scene where she's in the uh, in the room like that you see on the tape? I guess. I'm not sure. Is, uh, that that seemed to be like you you climbed back up to room uh, 312 or whatever.
1: And, well, uh, it seems like she's... Uh, at least with the ending that I saw, he's trying to... Like, they're trying to reconcile, I guess, and she's, like, forgiving him and telling him to move on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right, uh, right. That's what I remember.
2: That was not the ending I got.
1: How'd yours go out?
2: Well, was- there was a dog. <laughs> it was your plan well no my ending um it was called the in water ending and uh it starts where um Mary is on a bed you actually see like her messed up face right. like because of her illness and they're just talking to each other and Mary again she's like forgiving James and like saying that like his punishment was all that he's been through and then like he relives oh I guess not really relives because it never really happened she actually dies because of her illness then James carries her off and suddenly James just starts talking he's saying like well now we can finally be together he gets in his car and you just hear it like speeding off and Uh suddenly it just goes silent you see like bubbles and water and suddenly like it replays uh, Mary's first letter that you hear at the beginning of the game Right, but it keeps going yes it's
1: the rest of the letter yeah, and did that happen for you too? Yeah, I, I I got the rest of the letter for sure. Okay. It it was while looking over the graveyard at the at the beginning of the game, and you see Laura leaving Silent Hill, and then James leaving Silent Hill right after her.
2: Okay. Yes. Well, yeah, I didn't see Laura ever again. So
1: there's
2: I'm there's confused. those two
0: endings, and then there's the third ending, which is um,
2: yeah, you meet up with Maria
0: and. They basically, James and Maria, agree to be together. And she says, well, what about your wife? And he says, it doesn't matter. I have you. Essentially saying, I'm going to trade one burden for another. Because <laughs> as you're walking away, she begins coughing as you're leaving Silent Hill. Oh, God. And James oh, says, man. you better do something about that
2: cough. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> he doesn't actually laugh about no, it. No, he doesn't. But It's very ominous. I actually yeah. saw that ending. It's very ominous. Yeah. So those are the three serious endings, which
0: initially I was kind of um, confused
2: because usually... Yeah, know, I saw it, your tweet that you really weren't expecting that.
0: Yeah, like, well, the first ending I saw was the the water ending. And mm-hmm. then I was like, okay, I want to see these other ones. Then I saw the, the graveyard one where you're leaving Silent Hill. And then I saw the Maria ending. And, you know, traditionally when you're telling a story, your, the last actions of your character are what imply the meaning of your story. And I was talking to Charlie about this earlier, and I, I think he said it pretty well. And I, I agree with him now. I think all the endings actually do kind of have the potential for you to get the same thing out of it. It's just, I don't know if I uh, totally feel satisfied with the exploration of alternate endings in this particular game. I don't know if it's really been done in a way that I uh, think is optimal in games yet, but I also haven't played many games that have alternate endings. Mm-hmm. Like when when I saw the water ending... What I got from it was, um, despite forgiveness, you can never get away from your problems. Um, But at the same time, I guess it could also, you know, the player could say, well, I don't want this to happen to me, right? I I don't want to be a person who cannot let go of their past to the point where they kill themselves over it. Yeah. Um, And then you have the, the Maria ending, which is, like I said, you can't really trade one burden for another and expect it to cure your problems. Um, again, the the player could say, "I don't want that to happen to me," and they could learn from James's mistakes. Because as we were kind of saying earlier, James is not the most relatable character,
2: mm-hmm. but I
0: think that's okay because he no completely he he's somebody who you're just supposed to watch and I guess kind of critique, right? You're supposed to have your yeah. own perception of him, and so in that sense, I think those endings they they do work also, but. I really liked the the more optimistic ending of Now You've Been Forgiven and the two characters being Laura and James can now go off and actually live their because 'cause that's, they that's can the one ending themselves. I
2: didn't see and I feel as if I wouldn't like it. I feel very attached to this ending I got. That's probably Well it, it actually made me like tear up though. So Oh yeah. It was good.
0: Then there's the two joke endings. <laughs> which well, actually I,
2: there's another one. Actually is? called is the it? the uh the rebirth ending. Oh, oh no, yeah, that's right. I, I forgot get, about that one. You can get through like a second playthrough, and uh, I think that has something to do with reviving Mary, and I don't really know.
1: I think that one, uh, from what I understand, involves uh, you finding a lot of artifacts throughout the game only in, mm-hmm. a sp- in a second playthrough. Yeah. That more directly relate this game to the previous one. To with The, the, the first cult? one.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I figured,
1: and so you figure out how to because that one, the first the game is all about uh, reviving something that was lost, mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and so you basically find all the parts to that and decide to revive your your wife. Gosh,
0: mm-hmm. what a douche! <laughs> Let her sleep. So the two joke endings: one is that aliens come down and kill James and leave. <laughs> the other one which I think is the far more superior it's the actual ending this the, is what happens this is the actual ending that I think this is how all Silent Hill games should end Yeah. you get the bone key and you find the door and you put in the bone key and it goes to a cutscene where there's a dog just a little dog nice little dog what working a bunch of that? levers and, and pullers and buttons and stuff and he's he's been controlling Silent Hill entirely it's oh, kind of like sorry. Cabin in the Woods and then James comes in and he sees this dog and he says, it was you. This was all your work. And he gets done on his knees and hits the ground with his fist. And the dog comes over and licks his face. <laughs> and then it goes to credits. And you hear a bark, dog bark, song. Bark, bark, bark,
2: bark, 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 bark. The best song in the game, really. Yes, yes.
1: Well, actually, uh, there are a couple things I wanted to... Yeah. Say, Um a lot of people, I guess, com- compare Silent Hill to hell, but I don't mm-hmm. think that's necessarily the case, because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, there were three, well, I guess four, but three real people who were going through Silent Hill as it was, and that was mm-hmm. uh, James, Angela, and Eddie, mm-hmm. as far as I could tell. And Laura. But she but no, she no, wasn't really right, going right, through right, Silent right. Hill.
0: Right, right, she right was right. She
1: was there, but she wasn't going through it. She was just kind of a spectator, I guess.
0: Yeah. yeah, the uh, childhood is a hell, so I don't know what you're talking
1: about. <laughs> um, so Eddie went through it and got himself killed for being uh, a murderer, and who, I guess, you know, he, he just didn't make it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Angela gave up and presumably killed herself somewhere. Mm-hmm. And James, uh, James found closure, or in mine anyway, he found closure and accepted his actions. And... Uh, escaped. Yeah, he got out. So it seemed more like purgatory to me. or Yeah, a it was
2: definitely more of a purgatory place. Who said it was hell? Uh,
1: I I, I might be relating it more to the movie. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't yeah. actually get to
2: see the movie. But I, I think purgatory lines up more because there are actually, like, the word purgatory is dropped in the historical society, I think. Oh, yeah. Like, around where you find, like, that big old painting of uh, Pyramid Head. Mm-hmm. like And it's talking about judgment there, too. Right. It seems very much like a, a purgatory place. So it's
0: a, it's a good okay. put that you bring up, Charlie. Like um it seems that you get three very different types of reactions to this type of environment. You have Eddie who actually adapts to it, which is very frightening. Mm-hmm. You have yeah. Angela who actually gives up because of it, and then you have James who wants to try to get out defeated. and seek forgiveness.
1: Um some other uh things I I've discovered after some reading. Um First of all, apparently Mary did not die three years ago. Because, okay. as the doctor explained, she had anywhere from three months to three years. It would or, have or,
2: been two years, right?
1: She died, according to James, she died three years ago. Okay. But in fact, she lived the full three years, and she died last week when James smothered her to death. Wow. And James blocked it out.
2: So at that point, when the doctor said like he was just dead to her,
1: uh, okay, and no, that's, no, that's he just got, li- no, because he was actually he 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 kept visiting her and all that, but it was a hard time in his life because his uh, those three did years, he
2: though because like, he didn't visit her but, that uh, often he did, he did keep visiting her but yeah it wasn't all that often I think at that point like it's it's good that you say that like after he heard that from the doctor that's when his life was taken away
1: pretty much so he doesn't and, remember that for as far as he remembers. He just spent all that time in mourning her death, and he just remembered her as this wonderful thing. But in fact, uh, she was still alive. She was still alive, and she was angry, and she took it out on him and and several other people, and uh, so he Uh he hated her. Mm -hmm. Um. So and and then he killed her, for several reasons. Um, and that was just last week. So all of this was really coming to terms with what he did which she completely would not, would not come to accept which is why Laura remembers her from last week because she All remembers right. what actually happened. I see. So that that yeah, that's that accounts for the the loss of time. And that's also uh, accounts for the letter but um kind of. See, you, the letter that you get is not, not not is not the real letter. You only get like the first part of it. it you yeah. because the letter was never actually sent to you. It was supposed to be sent to you. By the nurse, really? but Laura stole both of the letters. That's right. Oh, okay. So Silent Hill, the uh, the evil entity that is Silent Hill, sent you that the first part of the letter, which was just enough to lure you there. Yeah. And if apparently, if you check the letter, like after you meet with Laura at the end in the hotel, you realize that the letter that you had all that time, the envelope is now empty. It never really existed.
2: I never got the chance to talk to Laura uh,
1: And But Laura lost her letter, letter as well But she ended up reading the uh, getting the whole thing At the very end Because mm-hmm. Mary herself gives it to you I'm pretty sure
2: well, um, for, for me she recited it As James drowned in the water but...
1: <laughs> Um mm. And Eddie You find a lot of murdered people In the town uh-huh. Killed by gunshots <laughs> those were probably all Eddie. because the Did mo- you find the dog i don't i don't think you find the dog but you but in the i think in the room where you find the uh the the first handgun with all the uh-huh. bullets all over in the walls apparently ah. oh wait it's, no it's not in that room it's uh, in a room where you find a dead person um uh-huh. they have like football stuff on the wall okay. and he talks about how uh how, like, after he shot the guy's legs, you know, he won't be so good at football anymore, oh, will he? Man. So, all the dead people in the town are probably because of Eddie and not necessarily real people because Silent Hill conjures what you want. Yeah. So, he wanted people to kill. So, they conjured people and then killed them. Wow. Wow. Because oh, you can't chalk those up to monsters because monsters don't have guns.
2: Exactly. Man. Video games. So anyway... That's all I have to say about that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for the last questions unless you have any final thoughts, Ben.
2: Uh, Really, just that, like, the, the reason I got my ending was because the game thought I was acting in a suicidal manner. And that was indicated by how, like, I didn't heal often. Like, I was never really fully healed in that game. Like, I had walked around often in, like, with, like, the little black static screen... I never really felt necessary to waste one of my healing items to go all the way back up to green. And as, as I said earlier, like I, there was a the whole time in the beginning of the game where I was running around on the verge of death. So I think the game thought I was suicidal because of that. Apparently, um, if you examine Angela's knife after she uh, talks about like, wanting it back to kill herself, that also indicates that you want to kill yourself for some reason. And uh, if you inspect the the radio and hear that broadcast, apparently that's a suicidal thought. Or maybe it's not so much that, but it also leads to James wanting to be with Mary. It's something that you hear and makes you feel closer to Mary. Yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, I thought it was interesting that, like, the way I played, like, not even decisions I made, just the way I played the game, like, mechanically, reflected in this ending I got. And, like... I feel the reasons were very superficial as to why I got the ending, but I very much appreciate the ending I got. Yeah, and lo- and like it a lot. And it was an ending that I think resonates with me more than any of the others would. So the only- so I guess the only thing unique to me was James killing himself, but that that really did drive it all home for me, though. And I don't know. I think I liked my ending, and yeah. So going to the questions, then I'll start off. Will I play it again? Yes. Will I play it HD again? Nope. (laughs) Never again. I really want to get the PS2 version. I really want them to release the PS2 version on PS3, but I doubt they'll ever do that. Just because, like, I don't know. I I feel this is a great game. And despite the fact that there are flaws with it, first of all, I really want to experience it as it was meant to be experienced because I watched a two-hour review of Silent Hill HD Collection and I, I feel like I was robbed of the original experience. And so does the creator of the game, uh, Masahiro Ito, I think his name is. Like, he is very vocal about his distaste for the HD versions and how like he's really worried that if people play that, that will taint their view of the game. And like he goes on to talk about how first impressions are the most important. And I really wonder how that will affect my experience if I ever do play the original version. But I'm interested enough to see what it's all about, the original one. And would I uh, would I recommend it to somebody else? I would. not the HD version. It, but I guess it would be hard for me to recommend then. I would absolutely not recommend the HD version. that's that'll be my answer for that. I can't really say if I'd recommend the original because I haven't played it yet. And uh, do I think it's a classic? Yes, because I, this game isn't utmost like it's not ultimately scary, but again, it's very uncomfortable. And it goes places that I don't think a lot of video games have, like some have, some have gone up there. But this is very unique in that. It, well, it's really one of like the last survival horror games, and just the story it tells and the way it tells it, I think, is great. So yeah, I I think it's a classic. I think it's very
1: important to video games. Yeah. What about you, Charlie? Um, well, I would not play it again, but that has, that is by no means a mark against the game. (laughs) I just not, uh, this, not my kind of game. I don't, Mm. I don't, I don't enjoy that feeling of uncomfortableness, but I would definitely recommend it to others, especially people who do like horror games, because I would like to see people, uh, really experience a really good horror game. Yeah. Um, and. Now, you, you wouldn't play it again, but are you glad you played it? I I think it was worth experiencing.
4: Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm not
1: sad, Uh, (laughs) although there were many times whenever I was, I'm pretty sure I would have just set it down and given up. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm not sad that I that I kept going. Yeah, Um, that's good. Game Club, and to that end, I definitely believe it's a a, a classic. People should play this. Uh, I think a lot of people who make horror games today should play this and think more about. What made this so successful? Uh, mm-hmm. What made this pe- made this made people look inward, especially people who make the modern Silent Hill games, because uh, as far as I understand, they have become more much more action oriented yeah. uh, and fun. Yes, they do. Which is not really what it's about. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think people should keep looking at this and learning from it, and that seems uh, to really fit the definition of the classic.
0: Yeah. I'm pretty much with you guys. I think this game I would recommend it to people Um, especially if they really like horror games or survival games or if they just want to play a game that is going to take the player seriously. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes uh, there's just not a whole lot of games that are out there that, that the player feels like they're being taken seriously and it really tries to say something to you and this definitely does that. Would I play it again? Uh, more like, would I ever play it?
2: Yeah, um, would you play it at all?
0: Would I play it at all? Uh, I feel like it's difficult to say. I don't have the urge to play because, much like Charlie, um, it's not. It's a weenie. It's not really a game that I would be like, oh man, I really want to play some Silent Hill right now. You know, I, I, <laughs> that that's not really It's uh, not really my kind of game that I would I would do that with, but. If I hadn't experienced the story and you guys told me to play it, I probably would have. Um, Because now that I've seen all the endings, now that I've kind of dissected the story with you guys, I don't really think I would um, suddenly go, you know, it's time to get the full experience, or at least not anytime soon, maybe down the line. Do I think it's a classic? Yes, definitely. I think it accomplishes a lot. Like I was saying, the, the game takes the player seriously. It actually tries to explain something to you, something about um, forgiveness of, of others and yourself. Um, it, it talks a lot about guilt, and uh, it speaks to a lot of levels that are just part of the human condition, and that is, in my opinion, what good art does. So not only is this game a classic, it is a, it's a valuable piece of art in the gaming community. So I recommend playing it. Are you guys going to go see Silent Hill 3D Revelation?
1: I'm willing Probably to. I
2: not. <laughs> I haven't seen the first one, but that's you true. Know.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to go see it just because I have seen the first one, just because of this whole game club. And uh, yeah, I uh, I'm the only person on this podcast who's actually seen it was was Matt Hawkins, and I got to talk to him. I guess he went and saw it at a uh, the New York Comic Con screening. Mm. Um, a couple weeks ago. And we did a little segment with him about that.
4: Come on, kiddo. It's just a dream.
5: They're calling me.
6: I gotta go. Don't want to be late for the first day of school.
0: You know, I worry.
6: Don't worry. Me and my dad, we move around. This is the fifth school I've been to since I was 11. (laughs)
0: I have not seen this movie. Uh, It is not out yet where I'm at, but you got to see a special screening of it.
4: Yes, um, it was screened during the New York Comic Con. I have to say, it sort of exceeded my expectations. First off, I really was not expecting a direct sequel to the first movie. So the sequel takes place about, let's say, a couple years, ten or so years after the, the first film. You discover the mother was able to free the child, but the mom stayed behind. So the father takes care of the daughter by himself, but the people that were out to get the daughter are still after the girl. So now they're trying to go after her in the real world.
0: But I thought they all died in the first film.
4: Apparently not. <laughs> it's funny you bring that up because the film, on a certain level, does seem to have like a lower budget, so there aren't as many people, as many villagers, uh, who are sort of um, going after them. They've gone out of their, you know, their home base... And they're just been tracking down this girl and the father. And Is that Sean Bean's character? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. And they're constantly moving towns. They're going from, you know, they're constantly relocating. The daughter has, uh, her name has been changed to Heather. I guess the daughter, I mean, that stuff happened when she was really young. So I guess right. she's sort of blocked it out or has forgotten about it. And the father is like, we're never going to go to Silent Hill. That's just the bottom line. Uh, Heather will have dreams, I think, similar to what happened in the first film, where like you know she was drawing pictures. Here, yeah. she wakes up and she just writes the word Silent Hill. But anyways, as the film goes on, um, Heather is sort of um, pursued by the by the um, by the cult members. The pursuit gets pretty hot and heavy, and she manages to escape by the skin of her teeth. Um, but during this time, her father is kidnapped by the cult members. And it's clear The only way she's going to get her father back is for her to go back to Silent Hill. And they get pretty close to Silent Hill. And at this point, this is fairly early on the film, I have a lot of confidence in this movie. Like, you know what? Already, this is making more sense. This is more exciting than the first Silent Hill movie.
0: Yeah, it sounds a bit
4: more motivated. Yeah, it's like, wow. Yeah, I think this is really, this is going to really be a good movie. And then, I'd say around the 20-minute mark is this plot device that literally makes that made everyone in the theater just go, oh man, really? <laughs> <laughs> it's basically Heather fumfering around um, just trying to locate her father, but to locate her father, she needs to c- collect a, a MacGuffin. It's just this goofy item, which I don't know w- why it's there.
0: If that piece had been in the first one, I think that could have actually been a very great plot device. Oh,
4: definitely. But definitely. because
0: it's thrown in there,
4: yeah. I don't know. Cameron James Cameron did that with uh, Terminator, Terminator 2. Like there's there's a piece of the Terminator left behind which obviously someone's going to find. Since I'm a popcorn like movie fan, I like that stuff. Like I like yeah. I like like dwelling on it in my mind like wow, how is that going to be incorporated in the next film? So to have this whole MacGuffin built up out of the blue just seems so, uh, so unnecessary. And...
6: Dad!
1: What's going on?
6: I know that symbol. This is it.
5: Do you know what that is?
1: It's a key. What does it unlock?
5: The true nature of things
0: what what I'm hearing about this movie? The first one is more like a film about Silent Hill, and this is a movie about people going to Silent Hill.
4: Yes, a lot of the a lot of the sequences seem more like vignettes. like you know, it's sort of like a video game. you know you're in this level. that happens. There's a boss. I think the, like I think they blew their wad on the first one because it did such a great job of evoking all these different elements from all the different games. That now it's just part three, it's not as impressive. It's like, oh, you know. No, you have uh, the, the, the sexy nurses. You have uh, a weird, like... I am um, not. I forget, like, it's a weird uh, spider made out of mannequin parts, which I believe... Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, I saw that yeah. in the preview.
4: Yeah, so I forget which game. I think that's from a game. I think that's from three or four. I forget. Oh, it's gotta be. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, you also have Pyramid Head. He makes a return appearance. And... The, the impression is left early than on at least I figured out early on he's sort of a good guy in this movie what? how <laughs> <Hell laughs> so? um he's like Heather's guardian how does that work? it actually sort of makes sense in a weird level if Heather is basically um the good manifestation of this evil girl who creates all this havoc and um you know, Pyramid Head and all the other wacky things are, ba- are from the bad girl, but the good girl's still connected to the bad girl. And if the good girl is in peril, Pyramid Head is going to, I guess, theoretically protect the good girl. But then again, that doesn't make sense because there's also these other things trying to kill Heather. Yeah, okay, I get. I take what I said back. It sort of makes no sense. <laughs> Let's just say that the ending of the film has good Pyramid Head in like it's you know you ever see Godzilla you know how Godzilla's a bad guy you know, like he's destroying buildings but at the end he does that one good thing yeah you, you got to think of it that way so okay yeah okay. so
0: <laughs> I just want to see Pyramid Head you know sit down and, and have a picnic or something with with Heather.
4: Where is my father?
0: The
5: darkness is coming. It's safer to be inside. Run! Go
0: not
3: We're already here.
0: So, which one did you like more? The first Silent Hill or the second Silent Hill movie?
4: I would have to say the second one. Just because... I don't know, the first one had better acting, had better atmosphere. This new one is not nearly as long. It's not as sophisticated, it's not near as smart, but it's a lot more clear, it's a lot more precise, succinct. Um, I I almost want to say, and this is maybe, this is really reaching, I do believe that it has a tad bit more confidence in its subject matter. It has a bit more direction, it has more of a goal, and... Um, you know, it's a, it's a movie near Halloween. It's also 3D. Uh, the 3D effects, by the way, were sort of pretty u- underwhelming. It's like, oh, oh, wow, that flew in my face. I was at the press screening relatively late. I sat, like, near the... Up front to the corner. So the 3D effects were, like, really not that impressive. So, <laughs> <laughs> so advice to anyone. I think everyone knows this, but if you're going to see a 3D movie, try to be in the exact center of the, of the theater, right, if at right. all possible. So...
0: Okay, well, why should people go see this movie, Matt?
4: Hmm, why should they see it? Well, I don't know, it's hard to say. It's like, it's one of those things where it's like, I often recommend movies that I know other people aren't going to like. And I like it for the most basic of a reason. I don't know. It's just, if you like Silent Hill 3, here's a video game adaptation of it. If you didn't like Silent Hill 1, and you're willing to spend 15 or whatever, how much it costs in your neck of the woods to see a 3D movie, it's, I don't know. It's better than the first one. I think it tries. I think it really tries, but I think it really succeeded on a certain level that the first film did not. I want the second Silent Hill movie to do well because I want there to be a third one. You know, just in a broader sense, whenever one video game movie does well, it helps all video game movies. It helps the cause of it. It helps the, the idea of it. It lends the possibility of other video game movies to be funded and produced and stuff like that. So... And this was a halfway decent, fairly innocuous, totally harmless video game movie. Something to do on a Halloween, right? You know, right. you know. If you've been playing Silent Hill Two as part of the fan gamer game club, why not, you know, watch this movie? You know, just it's a nice little bookend to uh, to that experience. I believe.
0: Yes. Send us a voicemail letting us know what you think of the film and yeah. even the first one.
4: Yeah. If you think I'm totally, I'm a total idiot, please let me know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Eighty two
3: tombstones in a cemetery. I take my vampire baby every
1: night All right, we've got a total of, I believe, four voicemails.
2: Damn, You guys are living it up. So let's see. 503-446-CAST if you want to leave one. Yeah,
1: it's a pretty good way of uh, getting your voice on here. Um, You're number one.
5: Hey, guys. This is Dan Driscoll. Um, You guys are playing Sound Hill, too. I'm excited. Uh, That's one of my favorite horror games in the gaming industry. Um, I wanted to let you guys know, uh, after you guys beat the game... Uh, definitely look up on YouTube the making of Silent Hill. You'll find the neat thing uh, behind the uh, creators of the game that talk about what they wanted and what they put in, and you'll see the the true stuff, you know what I mean? It's really good stuff. I'm I'm sure you'll uh, enjoy it. Um, But my question for you is for the podcast, after you beat the game, of course, what is your favorite um, moment in Silent Hill 2? And what do you think is the darkest and scariest moment of the whole game? I'll be listening to the podcast when it comes on. I'm sure I'll be excited to hear All right, guys, take it easy. Bye-bye.
0: Good question. What is the hmm. scariest and what is our favorite moment?
2: Well, the, the, as I said earlier, the time I was most scared, the most tense moment was when I was lost in the labyrinth and Pyramid Head was going around.
1: Uh, for me, the scariest part was whenever I was uh, at the very beginning... Uh, really low on health, I had very little ways of defending myself, and I was not used to the atmosphere of the game yet. But I had to explore this hotel anyway, <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was oh, but probably the the s- thing that freaked me out the most, I guess, was in the hotel. Uh, at some point, you have to go like you go, you go through the the hole in the wall where the clock uh, was. You have to go through the uh, through the wall. Well, later, you come back through the wall, and for some reason, the music is just really loud mm-hmm. and tense for no reason. No but reason. I went in there. I heard that music. I was like, "Oh snap!" I'm going right back through the wall
3: and saving <laughs> before
1: I do anything else. And it turned out to have uh, not be needed. But you know what? It's got, it frightened me, and that was effective. And then there was also the uh, the stall monster. But you know,
0: I think for me, James as a character and just following him was both my favorite and the most dark part of this whole story, because it is his story. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just like the very beginning of the game in, in playing as James, you're trying to get used to this environment, you're trying to figure it out, you're, you're asking a lot of questions. I just think that it just opens up this, this part of your mind of, of wondering, you know, what, what is what is going on here, and who is this guy? And then as you find out that he's killed his wife, and he regrets it, and now he's he's experiencing all this horrific stuff as a result of his own self hatred. Almost, uh, I think that's the the darkest part for me. It's kind of, but that's just kind of like saying the game itself, I guess.
1: As far as favorite yeah. moment, um,
2: I think I mean I, I liked um the scene where you you watch the tape, though yeah. fun fact, in the HD version they overlay this really awful TV. Like overlay on top of the video and you can see about 25% of the actual video they intended you to see and that's not a joke. You can actually look it up. Yeah. So uh, you don't get a clear look at what's going on on the screen at all and there's this awful tacky TV overlay on top of everything and it's the worst. But despite that I didn't know that until I watched that two hour Silent Hill HD review. I liked it. It was, it was a good scene and following with Laura and then the, the revelation once you got out that you were in the actual hotel now. I like that a lot.
1: And then there was a trick or treat part. that was weird. It was very out of place. <laughs> was it was yeah yeah you know, i I'm, I'm not sure exactly how I feel about it. I wouldn't necessarily say it was my favorite part, but it was very it was
2: very exemplary though It was
1: very creepy despite the sound effects. I don't know, it felt weird to me. I thought it was a
0: very creepy but refreshing moment in the game
1: it, It's like, hey, pay attention
0: right
2: for me it for me, it actually wasn't that creepy. Because um, the original voice wasn't used, Aww. they instead got someone else to do the voice, and like there wasn't any like radio filter over it or anything, and it sounded really cheesy and bad, and it took me out. And then I actually heard the original, and I'm like, well, this is more like it, and it's still really cheesy, yeah. but it, yeah, it seemed to suit the mood a lot better than the awful version that they they used in the HD one. Even if you choose the original voices.
1: All right, well, here we've got uh, another voicemail.
7: Hi, Fangamer Podcast. It's me, Calvin. That's my actual name, Calvin. What? I just got done listening to episode 138, Scared, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, there's one thing you guys just briefly talked about that I would like to hear some more follow-up on. I, I think you could do a whole episode on it. It's all about a Squirtle. I <laughs> talk about... How great Squirtle is, and what a cool Pokemon he is, and all his awesome attacks and powers and abilities. Um, and maybe talk about like pro Pokemon strategies, like how you shouldn't pick Bulbasaur or Charizard because they're bitches, and you should just pick Squirtle because Squirtle's the best. And you should just have an all Squirtle team, Squirtle only, and just have your own have your own Squirtle squad. Just and and also, also talk about how cool the Squirtle squad is and their sunglasses they wear, and how nice they are, um, and, and just talk about that, and how you should never evolve your Squirtles, because Squirtles are the best, and you can't, can't, can't get any better than a Squirtle. It'd um, be so great if you talk about that, and also maybe talk about how sometimes I wish I was a Squirtle, and if anyone else feels the same way. Th- thanks. Bye.
1: Thanks for that contribution. Thank, thank, you, you, thank you, Calvin Hansen. We'll, we'll I, take I'm that into consideration this. for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. I mean, I'm
2: down I'm down for Squirtle episode. I'll
0: do this just because of that voicemail. I'll do a Squirtle impression. No! <laughs> <laughs> was that your hanged man impersonation? That was Squirtle being hung by from a rope because the Squirtle Squad steals things. And as we okay. learned from Silent Hill 2, when you steal things, you get hung. Or hanged. Yep. That,
1: that was very dark, Hang. yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, well, we'll this hold just yeah. it just
0: passed. It just passed. Yeah,
1: today know. is night. No, oh, never mind. Yesterday let's was just... Dia de los Muertos. But anyway, let's just pretend. Let's just pretend. All right, next voicemail. All right. <laughs> hey,
3: Fang you, the Podcast crew This is it. Uh, I just wanted to bring up a couple of points about your Scared podcast. Oh, no. Number one is that I made the terrible mistake of listening to it while riding my bike home from work around <laughs> 1, 2 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and spent the rest of the night completely paranoid after the fantastic reading of the Pokemon Black version creepypasta hey. story of horror and death.
0: rejoice Films.
3: films. Uh, just an excellent job on adding the music and horrible, horrible sound effects. Put me on edge for the rest of the night. Uh, I'll be honest, I got spooked. <laughs> uh, Second thing, it was an absolutely fantastic show. Good balance of the new format and the old format. Great stuff. i Hope to see more stuff along those lines in the future. I know I'm late to the party yet again, but in regards to that particular topic, the game that scared me the most, that wasn't supposed to be a scary game, is Chrono Trigger. Because so when I was nine years old and playing that game, the sound of Lavos' horrible screeching cry of, hey, I'm crashing into your planet to devour you all alive, was terrifying to me. For years, I've had nightmares where I would just hear that sound in relation to terrible things happening. It's not even anything visual in the game. It's completely audio-related. And if that sound were in any other game, I wonder if it would have had the same effect. Maybe it's just my association with the incredible, world-breaking destroyer. Well, who knows? In the end, I guess all I can do is... uh, Play Chrono Trigger again sometime soon, and let's see
0: how many years has it been? Good 17 years later now.
3: Try not to get spooked. <laughs> Thanks podcast. See
2: you later. Thank you, Vid. Got spooked.
0: Got spooked. Definitely. Good to know that somebody got spooked by that show. I thought we were pretty, uh, we were being just pretty rowdy during that scary. Yeah, it was, it
2: was a pretty goofy, non spooky ordeal, but I'm glad people got spooked. Yeah. I, I think, well, you see, I
1: think. That's one of the arguments for the segments is that I think a segment can get you into that mood much more than our conversations can, but the conversations mm-hmm. can also explore a lot of things that a segment won't. Right. Yeah. Right. So, Do we have a we have a fourth voicemail. Yeah, it's our last one. It's a bit of a long one, uh, so let's see how it goes.
6: Hello, fan gamer crew. This is it, Dude, and I. Well, first I wanted to start off by saying I I really like the latest format you guys used for the podcast and the scared episode um the mix between the new and the old is really good and I think you guys should keep that up and now I wanted to share some experiences I've had with games that weren't supposed to get me spooked but they did um and the first one's actually really funny but it's gonna be a lot shorter than the second one uh the first one was when I was little and I was playing the Rugrats game search for Reptar on the playstation And uh, there were two things in that game that... Actually, there's three things in that game that really spooked me when I was a kid. Two of which kept me from finishing two of the levels. (laughs) Um, Anyway, the game's laid out like there's... uh, The overworld is Tommy's house, and um, there's different objects around the house which take you to the different levels, which are all based around different episodes of the show, which is pretty cool. It's a cool game. (laughs) Anyway, one of the levels that had me spooked was... um, Lost in the Toy Store, which is based around that episode where Tommy and Chucky get lost in the play store. And uh, when you get to the end of the episode, or the end of the level, um, you activate the gorilla animatronic, and that thing starts roaming around the store. And um, it's invincible. You can't hurt it with anything. You have to sneak around it and turn on the animatronic reptar to fight it off. And they really spooked me when I was a kid, because there's nothing I can do about it, and it was just running around yelling, Thorg, hungry, Thorg, want to eat. And I didn't (laughs) want to get eaten. Um, Anyway, uh, the next thing that spooked me was the... um, I don't remember the name of the the level, but it's when the power goes out, and they want to open the fridge because they think all the light comes from the fridge. And um, they decided they'd add ghosts floating around uh, Tommy's house. I don't know why, but there were... And um, it's funny because these ghosts actually aren't very spooky. Looking back now, because they were just little 2D sprites of really cheesily drawn ghosts that, well, they kind of look like the ghosts from Pokemon before. You could see the ghost types, and after that one cursed black story, maybe that's a little more spooky now. Anyway, um, lastly, the last thing that scared me from that game was in the mini golf episode. There's one course that has a pyramid, and if you go around the back, there's actually an entrance into the pyramid, and there's this big maze, and it's got, like, four or five reptile bars, and those are really good because they help you get puzzle pieces without having to complete whole levels if you collect enough of them. So I was going around getting a bunch, um, and then I heard this strange noise, kind of like when you turn one of those wind-up toys, and it's got that little, like, screechy noise as the motor runs.
4: And it was
6: a mummy version of Mr. Friend from the Mr. Oh. Friend episode. Oh, no. And that's all it did okay. was that noise and walk slowly at you and just follow you around the maze. And it scared the crap out of me as a kid. And I just could not find my way out of the maze. And I kept running into him. I think there was multiple ones around the maze. And that sucked. <laughs> all right. It's worse than pyramid. Uh, lastly... Ed. I I guess that wasn't really short. But lastly, um, the other game that spooked me was Minecraft. And this was back when it was an alpha. My friend had convinced me to buy it in 2010 before even the Nether update had come out. And um, I decided to make my own world after playing with him online. And um, I found this cave uh, right near my house. And I made this huge mine system with a cart track going down. But the further down I went, and I still didn't know much about this game other than creepers explode and I don't want to fight them or skeletons or anything like that. And this cave was so big and dark, and I was always so scared to go into it, and I was always so happy to get back to my house, because I had no idea how to play this game still. And I just closed my wooden door, which was the only thing separating me from this cave. And i just sit there and be scared and not ever want to go back into there. But I had to to get supplies. And I'd never leave my house at night. Nowadays in Minecraft, I do that all the time. But back then, I was too spooked. I didn't know how to do anything. Anyway, I think I'm going to wrap this up. I'm going on almost five minutes. So keep up the great work, guys. I'm digging the podcast. And I'll see you guys next time.
0: Man, Rugrats was a very terrifying show anyway. I imagine the game was. was even more scary.
2: Uh, yeah, especially with those those early 3D polygons. Nope, I'm out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was good. Well, thanks, guys, for, for calling in and giving us uh, a lot of voicemails this week. I think this yeah, is the most voicemails we've ever had in the history of the world.
2: I guess people liked Spooked. Yeah. Yeah, which is what I love that everyone else is officially calling it, even though it was called Scared.
0: Yeah, we I don't know why we didn't change the name. I mean, I know
2: Must, I, I Mustin, said to, but y'all didn't.
0: Mustin said we should change it to uh,
2: Spook Scared or Spooky Scared. Spooky Scary.
0: Uh, you guys got any closing thoughts? Let's yeah. do it
2: again sometime. Yeah. <laughs> let's do Let's do another podcast again sometime. Maybe when we're all in the same room. That's right.
0: In fact, that's probably the only fan gamer news that I'm aware of because I've been out of the office for. Uh, the last week and a half. Won't be back mm. until uh, till Monday. And uh, when I get back, Ben's going to be sitting on the front of my house. He's going to be saying, hey, Jeff, you going to let me in your house? And I'm going hey,
2: to
0: say, hey, yeah, let's go record some podcasts.
1: it would be so much easier to edit at that point. It right? It'll oh,
2: man. That. It'll be great. It'll be a party.
0: Charlie, any more fan news that I'm not aware of?
1: Um, retroware stuff has been coming in pretty steadily, but we still we're still waiting on some things, uh, the extras like the coloring book and all that, to actually come in. So we won't be able to ship any of that anytime soon, or at least not for another couple of weeks. Uh, but well, we're I getting it all ready to, to where, whenever series. it does come in, we can just stuff them in bags and throw them up. The stuff mailman. them in
0: your in your mailboxes.
1: Yeah, sounds where good.
0: You I
1: know where you guys live. <laughs> no, really, I do. I can look you up.
0: <laughs> we got that system Yes. so if anybody uh, would like to suggest games for the next game club I don't know when it will be probably sometime uh, next year um, we're open to suggestions you guys can leave us a voicemail Ben 503-446 when I'm around you Ben um, I'm going to install a button on your back that I can press and you'll just automatically like a, like a doll you'll just say the, the podcast number. Yeah, It's a lot sure. easier. No, it'll,
2: it'll be like a little, a little crank. Yeah. You gotta stick a key in my back and turn it.
0: Right. And the key will be shaped like the Fangamer logo. Yeah, it'll be great. It'll be perfect. So I think next week is gonna be our discussion about Earthbound. It'll be almost like a, um, it'll be almost kind of like a game club, right? I mean, it'll basically be...
1: Except, except, to... except it's one that we've already all played a thousand times, so right. yeah. we can just explore it.
0: Yes. Yes. So Get we're gonna deep. explore that, and if anybody has things that they like, um, just to go over with EarthBound, uh, post in our forum, or leave us a voicemail, and heck, tell us what you think of the game, because uh, so many people have played it, and there's a lot of different uh, opinions on what it's about and what its strengths and weaknesses are. Okay, well, um, any more closing thoughts, you guys? Nope, I'm good.
2: No, nope. Time All right. to go hang out with Mustin. Bye!
0: All right. Well, uh, next week is Earthbound. Please uh, post on our forum. Thanks for calling in. And thank you, Matt Hawkins, for reviewing the Silent Hill 2 movie. Go see that if you can afford a 3D film in your neck of the woods. And we will talk to you all next week. Hope you had a good Halloween. <laughs> <laughs>